The Audioverse Awards are supported on Patreon by listeners like you. Help us achieve our physical trophy goals by donating a dollar or ten dollars. Whatever you would like to give helps. Visit us on the web at patreon.com slash audioverseawards. That's patreon.com slash audioverseawards. Thank you. Hello, this is Thoreau Smiley, producer on Attention Hellmart Shoppers, which is about a big box department store that was built on the gates of hell out in the little hick town of Strickland and its crew of employees, which have to battle the various supernatural beasts that roam the place and even worse, the retail customers they come across. This is episode one, check out Shoelaces part one. It's a highly serialized show, so we recommend everyone start at the beginning. Thank you for listening. The following audio drama is rated R for Rockin'. You can be sure that everything you wanted to see when you're a teenager is here. Just tantalizingly out of reach if you're under 17 or 18 years old. Attention, Hellmart shoppers. Our specials today include 50% off shoelaces, ladies intimate starting at $19.99, and buy one get one free on 8-ounce jars of the blood of the innocent. Also, if you're the owner of a blue Honda Civic, License plate BLDLSD1. You've left your lights on. It's open. Uh, good evening. Yes, my name... Yeah, you're Danny, right? Your parole officer called. Yes, yes, that's correct. Uh, although it is Daniel. Sit yourself down, Danny. I'm gonna get straight to the point. I don't know what your last job entailed exactly, but Hello Mart is a customer service-oriented retail environment. Now, what that means is that as of this moment, boy, you are in customer service. This is my store. I manage it. And in my store, it don't matter what your job title is. No matter where you are or what you're doing, you see a customer needing help, you stop and you help that customer. Now, it's a big location. We've got over 200,000 square feet of sales floor here. There's 17 departments, 5 acres of parking, the biggest storeroom in the state, and 124 night shift employees. You, Danny, Daniel, are joining a team of professional retail experts. Now, see here, you got money experience. Lehman Brothers, Bear Stearns, Enron. I ain't too familiar with them establishments, but they sound like good family stores. How about we put you on the register team? It's a good crew to be on. They haven't had a paranormal-related fatality in nearly three months. Yes, as wonderful as that all sounds, unfortunately, I'm unable to handle money as a condition of my parole. What with uh, the embezzlement and... Tax evasion. Oh, I thought you were the murderer. Murder? No, I'm not. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. A moment ago, did you say paranormal-related death? Listen, boy, I don't much like rich, big-city, white-collar criminals. It's impersonal. Least you can do when you're robbing a man is to look him in the eye and stick a shotgun in his face. The fact of the matter is, we get a mighty big government subsidy for participating in this felon work release program. So what I want to know is, are you going to be a pain in my ass? 
Listen, Mr. Uh, everybody just call me Jimmy. Jimmy, have you spoken with Evan Devilkin at the corporate offices? I think there's been a mistake here. I'm supposed to be in an office somewhere. I'm rather overqualified for a retail environment. Yeah, I think we'll make you a stalker. It's a good crew. Nearly 50% annual survival rate. You'll fit right in. Stalker? No, no, Jimmy, I, I don't think you're understanding me. I don't belong here. I belong in New York, where my apartment and my favorite restaurants are. Not here in backwater USA helping diabetic land whales find truck balls. Truck balls are I-118, automotive accessories and decoration. Boy, you got one hell of a bad attitude. If you could just call Evan Devilkin. Yeah, I make it a point to talk to corporate as little as humanly possible, but the fact of the matter is, Mr. Devilkin, our illustrious regional manager, he emailed me this morning instructions to find a space for you here at the store, boy. You're going to be here for the next three to five years. You best make yourself at home. Home? Oh, yes, my current court-mandated home is my Aunt Florence's house. She's my only living relative. And while my mother sought to raise her station... Auntie Flo married Zeb, the tow truck driver. Zeb's gone, and Florence is rather elderly now. She thinks my name is Arnold and that it's 1942. She wakes me up for air raid drills, and my cousin Frankie won't get out of the bathtub, which is why I haven't had a real shower in a week. A year ago, I was in a 15th floor penthouse with the view of the park. I'm going through a little bit of culture shock, Jimmy. Why don't you help me out here? Let's get Evan Devilkin on the phone. Uh, listen, Danny. Please call me Daniel. I'll help you out by not kicking your pampered, spoiled ass out of here and sending you back to jail, which is where you're gonna go if you do not have gainful employment at a legitimate Department of Justice-approved work-release program business. Now, do you want to go get yourself a blue vest and a back support belt, or should I just call the judge? I suppose I don't have much of a choice, then. Nah, suppose you don't. Now, there's one other thing I should uh, probably mention. This store's a little... unusual. You don't say. You believe in the supernatural, Danny? Daniel. No, I don't. Well, you're in for an interesting first day. You see... This store was built on a cursed burial ground. A cursed burial ground. A cursed burial ground, that is correct. And that burial ground was immediately adjacent to the remains of a satanic temple, which they eventually bulldozed to build the lunatic asylum, which burnt down, killing all 666 inmates. But that's when they built the Long John Silvers. Ugh, Long John Silvers. Hey, Jimmy, the delivery came, uh, but the brown shoelaces are missing, and they substituted eight-ounce jars of blood of the innocent with the blood of the insane. You want me to call the supplier? Nah, we'll just put it on sale. Come here, Chet. I want you to meet our new stalker, Danny. Dad, this here's our new felony hire. What? I thought you were going to hire my cousin Merle. Oh, was I in for stealing cars? Nah, that's Daryl. Merle was the clown manslaughter. I knew there was a murderer. It was self-defense. Jimmy, you promised you'd hire him. 
Well, too bad, Chet, but corporate handed me the order to take this boy. Can't Merle just work on your family's chicken farm? But... Goddamn ales. Probably lost the ladder and can't reach the top shelf again. Chet, take Danny here back to the employee center and get him set up with the uniform. I'll check up on you later, Danny. Did he say elves? Suck it, butt munch. Let's go. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Listen, Chet, isn't it? Uh, listen, I'm sorry about your cousin. It's not by my choice, believe me. In fact, hopefully I won't be here too long. If you could just get me a listing of the corporate office's phone numbers in five minutes alone, I could be out of your hair before your first keystone light break. Listen, asshole. I don't know who you think you are, but Jimmy told me to get you set up, so I'm going to do that. But that doesn't mean I'm going to forget what you did to Merle. Merle, your cousin whom I've never met. Merle ain't just my cousin. He's my brother. Not my literal brother. Literally my cousin. The brother thing's just a metaphor. But like brothers, we grew up together. We rebuilt my Trans Am together and spent our days cruising for chicks and hunting together. Those are separate activities. We didn't hunt while looking for chicks. But we did everything together until he went to jail for killing that clown. That was self-defense, goddammit. Now I waited for him. I waited ten years, and now he's out of jail. And I told him he'd have a nice job at this big-time store enjoying the good life. But no, no, now he's got to be at the chicken farm. Now I'm only going to see him after work and at Major Pluckins. So I don't care what your deal is, numbnuts. you got between me and my best friend, Merle. And you can try to work my ass all you want. You're going to find out that my ass works back. Believe me, the last thing I want is to work your ass. Oh, you are working it. You're working it hard, pretty boy. I don't know how, but I'm going to get Merle in this store. And if that means you got to go, then that's just too bad. It would be my pleasure to go if you would just find for me a corporate listing and a phone. I'm not going to do a damn thing for you that I ain't got to twinkle toes. Listen, Chet, I'm trying to help you here as well as myself. That's just what Hitler said. Hitler, you say, Chet. I am unaware of any person named Hitler as I am a typical American college student and not an elderly German man. My papers make that quite clear. Hey, Gunter. Oh, guten Tag, Chet. I see we got a new man here. How's it going? I'm Jake. I'm the stocking manager. This here's Gunter. Jawohl. Oh, it's a pleasure to meet you both. I'm Daniel Richmond. Uh, enough small talk. Here's your vest. Jimmy told me to show you around, so I will. It's the break room, as you can see. There's fridges and tables and microwaves and shit. Back there's locker rooms where we change in and out of our uniforms. That door over there leads to the storerooms. The employee entrance is in the back, past all the storage. Don't you come in the front, boy. Not where the customers can see your unusually symmetrical face. There's no smoking anywhere inside the store. Smoking areas next to the employee parking. Don't you park in my spot, boy. As assistant manager, I got my own space for my 81 Trans Am. It's right next to Jimmy's spot. That's because you painted a sign and put it up yourself, Chet. Hey, Emily. You want to go hunting this weekend? Chet, you know I'm a vegetarian. You saying I'm not? There's literally beef jerky in your shirt pocket right now. So? Uh. 
Chat to the pet department for a courtesy call, please. Chat to the pet department right now. I'm needed. Gunter, you and Jake put the scrap bag to work. Duty calls. I'm coming, little pets, hard and fast. I dearly hope that's the last time I ever hear him shout that particular phrase. I can almost promise you it won't be. Oh, yes. Well, we haven't been introduced. I'm Daniel Richmond. Hey, I'm Emily. Emily, it's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Tell me, how did such a beautiful young lady wind up in this kind of place? This kind of place? Oh, uh, no offense meant. I'm sure it's not without its, um, rustic charms. Why don't you tell me about them over dinner tonight? Are you asking me on a date? Yes, I hear there's a quaint little eatery right downtown. You mean Gator Mike's Meat Shack? That must be the one. I don't think that's going to happen. Oh, come now. I'm sure we'd have a delightful evening together. Listen, obviously you're used to women falling all over you for your money, based on the whole Fraser Crane meets Don Draper vibe you got going on, so you never actually learn to talk to them. But I'm not interested in a Wall Street Republican 1% robber baron. Now wait a minute. I'll have you know I'm generally considered rather charming and attentive by the women I date. Attentive? You just heard me say I'm a vegetarian and then invite me to dinner at a place with Meat Shack in its name. Perhaps a different restaurant. Are you even allowed to go out? Aren't you the new felony hire? Does everyone know about that? Yeah, yeah, I know know that. Well, if you must know, yes, I am permitted to go out. As for my legal issues, it's rather complicated. I'm not simply a petty criminal. Oh, so you're innocent then? Well, I mean, technically no, in that I did commit the crime in question. What exactly was the crime? I, uh, invested retirement funds swindled from senior citizens into fraudulent real estate in Syria. Then I used those profits to buy stock of certain emergency medical supplies based on inside knowledge of anti-vaccination groups, thereby creating a false shortage and driving up the price and creating a Minor measles epidemic. Ugh, you're the worst. Oh, and who are you to judge me, Miss Midnight Checkout Girl? You know, there's nothing wrong with being a checkout girl. But if you must know, this is my night job. I'm in college. Aren't you a little old to be a college student? I took some time off. Not that it's any of your business. Let me guess. You wanted to find yourself by backpacking through Europe or... Following fish on tour. Their concerts are a spiritual journey. But for your information, no. I had to take care of my grandmother. Before she passed away. Oh, I'm I'm very sorry to hear that. Thank you. So, what are you going to school for? I'm going to be an elementary school teacher. Ah, well, that's very, um... Altruistic. Is that your way of saying low pain? Oh, no, not in so many words. Not in so many words. You know, I guess it is low pain. 
but I guess money's the most important thing to you. Personally, I care more about the molding of impressionable young minds yearning to explore the unique and beautiful world in which we find ourselves. So, dinner's out then. How about we just get a drink? Sorry, I'm busy. I'm already going out with my friends tonight. Jake, Ruth, Gunter, want to go to Razzie's after work? I'm buying lemon drops. All right, all right. See, my friends, why don't you go out with your friends? Oh, they're not here. Oh, enough already, Emily. Keep it in your pants. It's time to clock in. Fine. Nice to meet you, Daniel. Likewise, I'm sure. Hey, honey, I'm Ruth. I ain't gonna learn your name, though. I've seen too many of you boys come and go to bother with that. Oh, not to worry. You look like you won't be around too much longer yourself. Oh, you sassy. I like that. I hope you don't die too quick. Thanks. Hey, buddy, don't you worry one little bit. You got at least a 50% chance of surviving the year. I mean, going to here, we're going to keep you safe. At least through training. Yes, yes, thank you. Uh, listen, is there a telephone nearby that I could use? It's right over there in the hall next to the locker rooms. Perfect. I'll be right back. Hello, Corp. How may I direct your call? Evan Devilkin, please. Mr. Devilkin is in a medium. Would you like his voicemail? Do you have his cell number? I'm sorry, sir. We can't give out that information. Yes, of course. I- I'll take his voicemail. One moment, please. Mrs. Evan Devilkin, please leave a message. My secretary will pass it on to me. Thank you. Evan, hello, it's it's Daniel Richmond. Listen, I think there's been a snafu with the paperwork or something. I, I'm at the Strickland Hello Mart. If you could call back just as soon as you could, I'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, say hello to your wife for me. <laughs> call me back. <sighs> All right. Play the game and wait for Devilkin to call back. Let's do this. So, we're the stalking crew, are we? How's it going? Very good for me, for I'm a typical American college student working this degrading and menial job to pay for your outrageously expensive American secondary education, which is so inadequate that it has left me with almost no knowledge of important historical events, such as the Second World War. I am unable to answer even basic questions concerning the Second World War because of education. Oh, you're a, you're a college student, you know, because with... Gray thinning hair and liver spots, I took you to be rather older. Ha ha, Danka. I wish you were the bouncer at the knocked club I often frequent, where I am forced to present forged papers to represent my age as appropriate for drinking, when in actuality, I am far too young to legally consume alcoholic beverages in this country. 
of which I am a natural-born citizen. As right, man, Gunter is a party animal. Why don't you tell him what we're going to do after work, Gunter? We will turn up. That's right, at Razzie's. Razzie's, yes, that's that's the bar where everyone from work gets together. Oh, yeah, it's gone down tonight, me and Gunter, Emily, Ruth, Chet, Sherman, everybody's gonna be there. God damn, Ailes traded all the fixtures in automotive for wooden shoes again. Now the merchandise is just sitting on the floor until I can trade them back. All right, Jimmy, how's it going, my boss man? I oh, yeah, shaping up to be one hell of a day, boys. Did you get all set up, Danny? Daniel. Yes, I, I have my vest, but... Listen, Jimmy, I, I left a message for Evan Devilkitten. He'll be calling back any time. I probably shouldn't get too deeply into a project. Uh, perhaps I should just hang out in the break room until we hear back from him. Jesus, boy, you call corporate? That's the kind of foolish bullshit that's going to get you strapped into a cage and lowered into a river of lava. I am tired of having this conversation with you, boy. You are here. You will work or you will go back to jail. Do you understand me? Yes, Jimmy. I understand. That's good. Now, Jake, Gunter, got a bunch of VCRs just came in. Take them down to electronics and get them on the shelves. Put Danny here to work. Keep my eye on you, Danny. Don't you be a pain in my ass. It's Daniel. All right, Danny, you heard the man. There's the inventory to stock. We're going where the customers are. Ah, uh, people of Hello Mart, the salt of the earth, Mountain Dew drinking, truck driving, salty people. Uh, excuse me, sir. Can you help me? I'm... I'm sorry. I'm busy stalking. Ah, Jake. Gunter, there you are. So, what's with the VCRs? Well, you see, bro, due to all the paranormal activity, this town is a little bit behind the times. Yes, but these are Betamax. Yeah, it is far superior to VHS. Yeah, it's just a better format, bro. All right, fine, but paranormal activity, please. Well, I ain't gonna tell another man what to believe, but I do know weird things happen here. Yes, but the stories of this place, an insane asylum, an Indian burial ground, Long John Silvers. Oh, it's not an Indian burial ground, but it is cursed. It's not an Indian burial ground. What kind of burial ground is it? All right, all right, all right, just listen up. I'm going to give you the lowdown on this one. In the summer of 1982, E.T., the extraterrestrial, was taking the country by storm. Naturally, the biggest movie of the year was going to be cross-promoted in the newly burgeoning video game industry. But the game they created was rushed to meet market demand. It was not good, man. It wasn't just terrible, it was... So bad, it was said that it had been programmed in the depths of hell itself. There were children driven to the edge of madness by the unintuitive gameplay, the unresponsive controls, and the indecipherable story. 
say nothing of the graphics. I mean, AT looked like an 8-bit potato. Story is a half-insane game and Slaughter and their entire families after less than an hour of play were not unheard of. Luckily, word spread quickly and it was recalled. There were tens of thousands of copies, though. Something had to be done with them, so they were buried. Buried somewhere they could never hurt anyone again. Buried at the gates of hell itself. The gates of hell? Asked Rob Brawl. The entrance to hell is about 20 yards directly underneath us. It's filled with Atari cartridges, which, you know, luckily for us, are foul enough to hold back the demon hordes. A lot of evil slips through the cracks, though. That's why this place is full of so much supernatural energy. That and the Long John Silvers. Yes, I definitely do not believe in any of that. My God, did you see that? Yeah, man, that's what I'm trying to tell you. It's real. But that electronics department man was just pulled into the floor by a ghost hand. Oh, don't you worry. A hand usually just leaves him in the basement. Carlos is going to be fine. I was just the hand showing off. The hand is such a showbot. You're serious. This place is actually haunted. Yeah, like super haunted, bro. Not just haunted. It is a nexus for supernatural activity of all sorts. No wonder they offer such comprehensive health insurance. Excuse me, young man. Yes, ma'am. I would like to buy this television. Just a small one on sale. It's all I can afford. I'm on a fixed income. Can you carry it up front to the registers for me, please? Carry it for you? I... 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 am in customer service, aren't I? So I... I would be happy to carry it for you, miss. Miss? Oh, my goodness, you're quite the smooth talker. Oh, well, I'm sure you've heard it all before. Oh, you... I was quite the looker in my day. I had a number of suitors. That was before Henry, though. Henry is your husband, ma'am. Oh, please, call me Annabelle. He was my husband. I'm afraid he's passed on now. Oh, I'm, I'm very sorry to hear that, Annabelle. Oh, it's been quite a while. I'm used to being on my own now. And things weren't always so good with my Henry, oh, oh no. Towards the end, when they closed down the factory he worked at for 35 years, and they told us the pension fund was bankrupt, well then, then things got quite bad for a bit. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, yes, well, my Henry was heartbroken at not being able to provide for us anymore. But he vowed I would never go hungry or have to leave our home. Henry sounds like he was quite the man. Oh, he was. That's why it was so difficult. But in the end, we knew what had to be done. What did you do? Well, I killed him, butchered his carcass, and ate his flesh for six months. What? Oh, well, I'm not a big eater. And I am on a fixed income, so I put most of him in the freezer and stretched out the meals as long as I could. But then I murdered a homeless man 
put Henry's teeth in his mouth, and sent the body over a cliff in a fiery car crash. You know, for the insurance money. What? Oh, the teeth were for the dental records, dear. To identify the corpse. Henry was true to his word. I've never gone hungry or had to leave our home. Oh, here we are, dear. Just set the television on the counter, please. Hello, Annabelle. How's my favorite customer? Emily, darling, I was just having the nicest chat with this young man. He's rather handsome, don't you think? I don't know. It's hard to tell what's going on under layers of privilege and polo. Emily, uh, listen, about before... I'm sorry, I've not been my best today. It's okay. I didn't mean to be so hard on you. I've just had a lot going on lately with school. I'm sure you're a very nice guy. Somewhere in there. Yes, and you're clearly a sweet, pretty girl under the attitude. Attitude? Never mind. Gordon Gecko. we don't need to talk anymore. You know, I've had it. I'm not even going to be here much longer. I don't need you or anyone else here. As soon as I speak with Evan Devilkin, I'm going to go back to New York to date mortals, eat in five-star restaurants, and never see this cursed little town again. Oh, bother, I forgot to get shoelaces. Well, Danny here is in customer service, and he'd be happy to go get them for you. Lovely. Yes, I'd be delighted to get them for you, Annabelle. Oh, you're so sweet. Oh, no, no, I'm sour and gamey and tough. Don't look at me with those hungry eyes, Annabelle. Janitorial staff to the front man's room, please. All janitorial staff, please report immediately to the front man's room with all available buckets. And pitchforks. Stupid storms. Stupid girls. Stupid pretty faces. Hey, loser. Ah, Chet, you... You snuck up on me. Where do you think you're going? I'm retrieving shoelaces for a customer. Shoelaces, huh? Well, you're not going to find them on the shelves. No, they're still in the storeroom, in the delivery area. You better go, better better hurry. That's all the way in the back. Just, just go all the way back to the storage room. In the back? Yes, of course, I'll... I'll go get them. Yeah, you'll get them all right. You'll get them good. <laughs> Well, what's gonna get you? <laughs> Attention, Hellmark shoppers. Are you currently involved in or are expecting to soon embark on a quest for vengeance against one who has wronged you? Have you dedicated your increasingly pathetic life to destroying that one particular thorn in your side? If you become a dangerous and obsessive shark circling in closer and closer on your unsuspecting prey, make sure that while you stalk and terrorize your victims, that your teeth are their whitest. Clear gel whitening toothpaste with baking soda and bone meal. Pick some up today. Thank you for shopping Hellmark. We hope you never leave. 
This episode of Attention Hellmart Shoppers was written, produced, scored, voiced, and edited by Thoreau Smiley, featuring Moon Smiley as the voice of Emily. Please visit our website, attentionhellmartshoppers.com. Thank you for listening. Thank <laughs> you.